it's Sam and Scott from Ship It Studios Premier Wrestling Podcast, Above the Ring. And Sam, let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record their content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away, and it will sound like you're sitting in the same room. Did you know that it's as easy to use as Zoom, but it gives much higher quality audio and video recordings? Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a platform to put over for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using uh, Riverside.fm. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside.fm. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Ladies and gentlemen, it's here. It is SummerSlam week. Contrary to what The Miz believes, it is not WrestleMania season, although it could be WrestleMania SummerSlam, you never know. We have begun one of the busiest weeks in wrestling. There are shows, multiple shows, every single night of the week different companies, all leading to this weekend. SummerSlam on Saturday, NXT TakeOver 36 on Sunday. It's going to be a full week, and we we over here at Above the Ring are very excited to bring that to you. We ourselves have a big week ahead of us as well. Um, we have a massive preview go home show for uh, SummerSlam and TakeOver uh, special guests and it's it's going to be chock full it's going to be good stuff so that will be coming to you this weekend before SummerSlam starts as always same thing will be happening with the Smackdown study because we have so much stuff that's coming this weekend we're going to be jumbling around the um the days in which we release our content, but we will talk about that as the week goes on. But for now, we're here. We're ready to go. This Raw go-home show to go into SummerSlam weekend wasn't terrible. Wasn't the greatest thing I've ever seen, but it wasn't terrible. So we'll get into it. Just like last week, the Viper himself, Randy Orton, starts off the show in his glorious 8K video as he walks or as he walks down to the ring. He gets in the ring and starts to explain how he doesn't know anybody any explanation for what he did last week and doesn't have to worry about anything. Doesn't have to tell anybody anything. Doesn't matter. He's Randy Orton. He doesn't play well with others. It is what it is. But talks about how tonight he will take the giant Omos down for good. Using the three most 
dangerous letters in all of WWE. The R K Bro. <laughs> I'm telling you. I know they perfectly timed this up, but when Randy went to go say oh and they hit the beginning bro to Riddle's theme, it was priceless. Randy's face and his reaction to it was also just perfect. Um, so, yes, Riddle comes down to the ring, tries to plead his case to Randy. Randy clearly not having it. So, and of course, they don't get too far into their conversation because they are interrupted once again by AJ Styles and Omos, the Raw Tag Team Champions. So, AJ just sprouting his nonsense, stating that, you know, if it wasn't for Riddle last week, AJ would have won, and Omos is going to take care of Randy tonight. He doesn't have to worry about it, but AJ has some business he needs to take care of, so he challenges Riddle. Riddle accepts, and we have ourselves our first... In ring action, impromptu singles match, AJ and Riddle. However, the question was will Randy stick around for the match? And as we come back from break, he doesn't. He walks off, leaving Riddle to himself. And as hard as he tried, and the match was fantastic between these two. Uh, AJ and Riddle really do have some great chemistry. But just the the mere presence of Omos was enough to distract Riddle for AJ to hit Styles Clash and get the one, two, three. We then were hit with the dreaded rematch alert. As it was once again the Raw Women's Champion Nikki Ash taking on Rhea Ripley. The queen herself, Charlotte, decided to grace us with her presence and sit at commentary. It was a good match. But Rhea wins. Gaining that momentum to go into the pay-per-view this Sunday. However, um, Charlotte on the outside beginning to antagonize the champ. And Nikki had enough. She snapped, ran off, started attacking Charlotte on the outside and throwing Charlotte back inside and Rhea taking a shot at her as well. We then come to find out a little later that Charlotte, obviously upset by getting double teamed by both Rhea and Nikki, goes to both uh, Sonia and Adam Pierce's office and demands some type of retribution for it. Well... Sonia gives her a nice ultimatum, um, uh, like a take it or leave it. She says that, well, we can uh, have ourselves a tag match later, uh, Rhea and Nikki versus you and a partner of your choosing. Charlotte kind of scoffs at it at first, saying, well, yeah, I don't play well with others. And Sonia's like, well, take it or leave it. Do that or you can just wait five days and you'll get your revenge come SummerSlam. Charlotte huff and puffs her way out of the office, but matches later confirmed. So that was your main event match of the night. It wasn't the final segment, but it was the main event match of the evening. 
Our next match tonight, though, was your two-on-one handicap match as Drew McIntyre takes on both Veer and Shanky. The caveat to this match was if Drew wins, both Veer and Shanky are barred from ringside for Drew's match with Jinder Mahal come SummerSlam. And I'm pretty sure, as most of you expect, Drew dominating the whole time. Takes him out. It will be a traditional one-on-one match. No Veer, no Shanky. Just Drew's giant sword and Jinder Mahal. <laughs> so it wouldn't surprise me if Jinder ends up getting himself hurt by this Claymore at some point. So we'll see. <laughs> After that, we had our our first ever edition of Moist TV. Yes, yes, ladies and gentlemen. I, I, I did not stutter. Moist TV. Morrison, obviously the host, with his first guest being The Miz. Now, if you remember what happened last week with The Miz, he magically was healed from his devastating knee injury when he attacked Damien Priest. And then ran off after the fact. So Miz comes out after Morrison introduces him. They sit down. They start to chat. And Morrison asks him uh, a fun question at first. And then just drops the bomb on Miz. Goes, you know, did you, you know, fake your injury? Miz was like, no, I was was legitimately hurt, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It looked like Morrison was believing him, but that then led Damian Priest to come out once again. Comes out to the ring, basically talks Miz into outing himself, stating that he's been cleared for the last couple of weeks, but chose not to tell Morrison. So both times Morrison was fighting Priest, Miz could have actually helped out instead of being pushed around by Morrison the whole time in his wheelchair. Not exactly a good look for your friend. But we end up having ourselves a match out of this whole segment. Um, Morrison says, hey, if we want to make you know the first edition of Moist TV something memorable, we need to make a match. So he makes a match between Damian Priest and The Miz. Shock of all shocks. Priest wins. But before that, Miz was going to take one of the dripsticks. Morrison stole it from him. And then walked off, effectively leaving Miz high and dry. And also, before this match ended, we ended up getting the U.S. champion himself, Sheamus, to come down to the ring and join commentary, which led to Priest's victory using the broke kick, which obviously infuriated Sheamus. So that match that they're going to have at SummerSlam is going to be fantastic. I also feel like this feud with Biz Morrison and Priest has finally run its course. Although I could be wrong, and, and then he'll uh, 
uh, they'll attack during SummerSlam, but who knows? But it kind of felt like it ended. Uh, Priest getting the win over both guys multiple times, and that's just the end of it. But Priest and Sheamus is going to be a great match. I feel like that could be an underdog match of the night. Definitely going to be the work, the workhorse match for for the Raw side of things. So that is my favorite part. Let's see. After that, <laughs> there was a little moment in the back with Ms. Morrison and, and Ms. trying to explain, you know, apologize for what had happened, kind of kind of calling out Morrison for him up and leaving. And then Ms. realizes, you know, it's kind of, you know, understandable because of what he's been doing to Morrison. So they kind of made up and everything was, seems to be okay. The funny part of, about this was in the back, there was a clear, like, space in between Ms. Morrison. So in the back, you see Kofi and New Day. And, I'm sorry, Kofi and Woods um, with a sign. says, buy our, buy our merch, buy our shirts. And you see Kofi kind of dancing around with one of his one of the New Day t-shirts. And, and <laughs> God bless those men. I swear to God. Just, <laughs> they make the show a lot, lot better, even though they weren't really on television tonight besides that little segment it, it it made up for a lot so i really do appreciate the miz and morrison for entertaining us allowing the new day to further entertain us up next after that we had ourselves a nice match and a, and a uh, an interesting feud um probably one of the more consistent ones that doesn't get as much airtime as I believe it should. Uh, it is former Retribution members, Mace and T-Bar, taking on this new developing team. Well, I'm sorry, I can't really call it a team because Mustafa Ali says that it's not uh, between himself and Mansoor. Um, so tonight it was Mace and Mansoor. And... This was a fun little match. Mace basically dominated the majority of it. Uh, he had Mansoor in a pinning predicament. And with the ref distracted, it caused Ali to do a drop kick from outside the ring to Mace to, to roll him over, and Mansoor got the pin. I've actually... I don't think I've ever seen that before. <laughs> um, I, I was rather intrigued by it. I like what they're trying to do. Uh, obviously, it's like a low-card, you know, tag team division match, and they're doing the best they can with it, and I'm really enjoying it. Um, and if you want to bitch about the whole 50-50 booking thing that, you know, the WWE is constantly known for, but this was fun. I, I, I thoroughly enjoy this stuff. After that... We got that singles match that I mentioned earlier was Randy Orton versus Omas, who finally has his own theme song, his own Titan Tron, and I'll tell you, it fits him perfectly. <laughs> um, this match itself started off pretty hot. Randy tried to RKO Omas right out the gate, 
multiple times, actually. Omos just fought him off. This, this man still has yet to leave his feet, which I think is uber impressive. The match itself, however, ends in disqualification as AJ kicked Randy in the gut while Randy was on the outside. Omos tried to distract the ref, but the ref noticed directly after the kick. So that ended the match. However, turned into a a little bit of a two-on-one as Randy was tossed back in the ring by AJ and Omos was ready to attack. And then what happens? We get get Riddle. Riddle comes out. The crowd explodes. Even though earlier in the evening, Riddle was interviewed as he looked like he was about to leave. And he was just sad. You know, he had held out all this hope that everything would be okay with, with Randy and RK Bro and everything would be good. And, you know, after stuff last week and stuff tonight, earlier in the night, he was like, I'm just sad. And he just goes to leave. But at this point, he comes out. He chases off AJ and, and, and gets Omos to leave. And then... Something I've been waiting for for months. And I know my boy Sam over at Know the Ropes is not going to be very happy. He's already not happy, but he's, he's going to further be unhappy from this. Randy gets a mic after Riddle helps come to his aid. Talks about how respect is something that's not given, it's earned. And he said that while he did respect Riddle in the past. He doesn't necessarily do it tonight. But after everything that Randy has done, Riddle still came to his aid tonight. Randy says that he has now earned his respect. And RK Bro is officially back in business. There was a handshake between the two men, which turned into a hug by it that was initiated by Randy. Riddle's face was amazing to this. It's like, I can't even describe it to you. It was just, I actually don't think that was scripted. And I think it just kind of, Randy just ad-libbed it, I believe. This is at least how it looked to me. And, and Riddle's reaction was just so genuine. <laughs> the shock and, and the happiness from it, it was great. Um, <laughs> so after that, Riddle gets the mic and says, with RK Bro back, they officially challenge AJ and Omas for a shot at the Raw Tag Team titles at SummerSlam. I knew it. I was so happy to hear that. The match was later made official. Lord, oh, ladies and gentlemen, you don't understand what is going to happen this Saturday. We're going to get it. The match is going to end and new Raw Tag Team Champions Riddle and Randy Orton. We'll get the double pose in the middle of the ring. Everything will be wonderful. And I will rejoice. I will rejoice. It will be such a great time. My my guys over at Know the Ropes will actually be in Vegas to watch this happen. And I'm sad that I'm not going to be able to see his face when that one, two, three happens. And he realizes something that I've mentioned months ago. 
but Randy Orton and Riddle, RK-Bro, are your new Raw Tag Team Champions. It's going to be good. It's going to be great. I can't wait. I'm so excited. <laughs> After that, we had yet another rematch alert. Jeff Hardy and Karrion Cross once again taking on one another. But thankfully, this match ended mega quickly. <laughs> I honestly believe that Hardy's theme song lasted longer than this match actually did. Cross, quick choke out. He's done. After that, we had an interesting segment in the back with uh, Eva Marie and Dewdrop. Uh, earlier in the night, which I didn't mention because the segment was just weird, Eva had sent Dewdrop to Alexis Playground to go pick up Lily and bring her back because we have a match now at SummerSlam with Alexa Bliss taking on Eva Marie. However, since Dewdrop was unable to get the doll, Lily, I'm sorry, Eva Marie was quite upset about this and proceeds to slap Dewdrop not once, but twice. I want the pain to stop, guys. <laughs> I, I want to see Piper Niven be Piper Niven and not be Dewdrop. And I just want her to absolutely destroy Eva. It's coming. I know it is. And I know they're building to it. And I'm along for the ride. But I really feel it's going to be a big payoff for, for Piper going down the road. So we'll see. But Eva has absolutely no chance in hell against <laughs> Ms. Bliss come SummerSlam. After that, we had... Uh, <laughs> A really fun segment revolving around the 24-7 championship. I believe, personally, Reggie, outside of truth, has been the best champion. He really shines in this in these segments. So he's at a park. He's talking about how, you know, when he was younger, he would go to the park and you know, didn't have a good childhood and whatnot, but he was always able to take solace and in the park and breathe the fresh air and go in the trees and everything else. And of course, while he's talking to the camera, you see our truth as like, I don't know if it's like a, an army ranger, like camo with like, it looks like a bush that he's running around with it, trying to hide behind trees. And then you have Akira Tozawa <laughs> hiding in the trash can. And they go to attack. Reggie gets out of the way. They smash into one another. And it turns into another Betty Hill skit where everybody's just running around and they're all trying to chase Reggie. And Reggie's able to escape. He does this ridiculous flip over his car. He gets back in his car and he goes, oh, too easy. And he gets in and drives away. I was like, what? <laughs> but I'm telling you, it is some of the most entertaining stuff that I've seen with the 24-7 championship in quite some time. So I applaud that, and I want that stuff like that to continue. After that, we had a very interesting video vignette with Elias. Now, last week, he, he burned his famous you know Fender guitar, saying that Elias was dead. This week, he's carrying 
a tombstone with Elias on it, talking about how the same thing, how you know WWE used to stand for Walk with Elias, talking about how he had people in, in, in you know every city chanting his name, palm, eating out of the palm of his hand, everything else, and just I'm very intrigued. But what what's going on with this? I, I jokingly put, you know, I'm I'm so intrigued by what's going on with the artist formerly known as Elias. Um, I would kind of laugh if they actually went with that. I know it's an ode to Prince, but still, it's I'm interested to see Elias is doing, you know, incarnation. Um, I'm sad because the guitar part was really fun, but you know, you live and you learn, you move on. So I'm interested to see what happens with them next. After that, we end up having that women's tag match that I told you guys about earlier. Rhea Ripley and Rollins champion Nikki Cross taking on Charlotte and a partner for choosing if she's able to find one. And she does in one Nia Jax. All right. If you're going to find a partner, might as well find someone who can tear your head off. Um. The match itself was was pretty good, actually. Um, Nia looked like she was getting ready to drop a Vader bomb on Rhea, but naturally, Charlotte, being a flair that she is, tags herself in, then hits natural selection, and gets the win to steal the momentum that Rhea had gotten earlier in the night when she pinned Nikki Cross or Nikki Ash. So now Charlotte has all the momentum going into SummerSlam. So we'll see what happens. Like I've talked before, whenever you have a wrestler that gets that last moment and gets that last bit of momentum before the pay-per-view on that go-home show, it normally spells doom for them. So while both Rhea and Charlotte ended up having it. Does that mean Nikki retains? Who knows? Doesn't look good for the other two. That especially Charlotte after she was the one that ends up getting the last momentum. So we'll see. After that we went to our final segment of the night, which was the face to face between Goldberg and Lashley. Those two will be facing off against one another at SummerSlam for the WWE Championship. Now, uh, Goldberg comes out first, drops a nice little promo about family and about, you know, being upset that MVP and Lashley continue to talk about his son. Goldberg just wasn't having it. Lashley, MVP, then come out. They have a little bit of a war of words. And one thing leads to another, and Lashley goes to attack Goldberg. Goldberg ducks and then drops the spear on Lashley to end the show. So, of course, in doing that, we go back to what I said previously. Last person getting that shot in doesn't look good for Goldberg. I mean, honestly, he has no business winning this match anyways. That's just my thought on the matter. So we'll see. But that's the show. Like I said, it wasn't a terrible show. 
wasn't wasn't fantastic, wasn't outstanding. It was pretty middle of the road. So I'll give it a C. I'll give it a 73, 74. Middle of the road C. Not too bad. So if you guys can, go to our Twitter, media underscore Bedlam. Like I said, all the social medias will be changing over to Above the Ring or some incarnation of it starting on this weekend so that everything is switched over and we are the new Above the Ring come SummerSlam. So we're excited for the change. We'll make sure we, we talk about this enough so that we don't lose anybody out there. We, we already appreciate everybody who's, you know, already come over for the ride. They've made the, the smooth transition over for the podcasts, and we truly appreciate you guys. So, with Twitter, go to our our handle, media underscore bedlam, and vote in our poll. Put the poll out already. We've already got 20 votes on it. We're talking about how we thought or what we thought about Raw tonight. Same grading system, A, B, C, D, F. You know, let me know your thoughts, what you thought of it. Was it a good go-home show? Was it a terrible one? Did it waste your time? Just, you know, let me know. Let us know. And also, you can find us still on Facebook, on Instagram, and on YouTube as Bedlam Media. Obviously, all those will be changing as well this week. You can find myself pretty much everywhere as Scotty J Stream. That will not be changing. <laughs> and you can find this podcast basically on any podcasting platform that is out there. If it's not on one that you listen to, please let us know. We'll add ourselves to it. That way you can do all your one-stop shopping, get a little bit of them in your day, and see what's going on above the ring. Guys, thank you so much for listening. As always, we truly appreciate you. You guys are amazing. I hope you all have a wonderful week. Enjoy this fantastic week of wrestling that's ahead. There's so much going on, and it's going to be great to follow. So, guys, once again, thank you so much for listening. I hope you all have a wonderful week. Most importantly, please do not forget to join the Bedlam. Good night. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.